Welcome to Seeing Beyond, Living Transformed with mediums Kelly Eckhart and Cheryl Murphy. Over the next hour, you'll hear engaging conversations that will guide you in your own journey of personal growth and transformation. Now, here are your hosts, Kelly Eckhart and Cheryl Murphy. Well, hello, everyone. I hope you're having a wonderful Wednesday today. Welcome to Seeing Beyond, Living Transformed, a wonderful radio show that Voice America is hosting for us. We thank you so much and the Empowerment Channel. I'd like to say good afternoon to everyone. We are on part two of our episode today around near-death experiences. So the question is, do we really die? Um, I'd want to say hello to my colleague, Kelly Eckhart, first, and Kelly's going to be introducing our special guest today. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, Kim. <laughs> Thank you for coming on our show today. And uh, let me introduce Kim, because Kim's an amazing medium that we know professionally, and we've all also authored a book together, right, Kim? That's right. Yes. Yeah. The Last oh, Breath. Yeah. Thank you. I, I can never get it out of my mouth whenever I talk about it. <laughs> So Kim Copeland, she is a professional psychic medium, a teacher, and an author. She has over 20 years of hospice nursing, where she has walked between the worlds. She has witnessed an array of spiritual supportive helpers who assist with the transition from the other side. Her mediumship and psychic gifts developed from her work as an energy medicine practitioner over 25 years ago, where she visioned angels and departed loved ones around the clients. She is passionate about assisting soul discover, souls discover love, support and healing from the spirit, and assist discovering the true nature of themselves and their unique gifts. Kim offers messages from departed loved ones, angels, guides, and pets, and teaches a variety of intuitive development classes. Her teachings and readings are offered with love, divine connection, and soul purpose. And today, Kim's going to share many stories from her hospice work and her work as a medium and an energy healer. Oh, thank Thank you. you, Thank you so much for that lovely introduction. Um, And thank you for the honor and privilege of being here to share this space with you guys. I feel like we're creating, uh, it's like the sacred community that you guys are blossoming into this, these beautiful, even more beautiful souls every year. I just see this like, wow, I'm just like, honored so honored and I've seen I've been like I said before just a few minutes ago I saw you guys do mediumship demonstration last week and you were you were kicking it (laughs) so so anyway thank you for uh having me (laughs) thank you that's so sweet um Cheryl how do you want to start I mean I think we should have Kim tell us all about yeah hospice work or what Kim, um, first off, Kim, thank you for being a hospice nurse and yes. thank you for being a nurse. Okay. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. we, it's such a joy to have you with us and you're very, very special. I want to ask you about your work as you know, like, what, how did you get into hospice work? And then yeah. if you tell us like, how long have you been doing it and what, what brought you to that field? Sure. Well, um, I will say that I've been, I kind of grew up in a metaphysical family. Um, my mom, my, uh, my mom's side, they were all intuitives, mediums, channelers. Uh, my mm. mom was an astrologer, uh, numerologist, but she died when she was only 31. Oh and and I also had a lot of moving around between age, I don't know, I think I went to 13 schools, right? Be, you know, for, 
But when she died, it was, and I was 12 when she died. Um, there was a point where I was like, oh, where did she go? So I think that was, even though I was reading books, I was already exposed to the metaphysical world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had, I was reading all of her books uh, instead of Nancy Drew. I was reading astrology, <laughs> Linda Goodman, oh Sun gosh. Signs, you know, oh, whatever it was back then. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wow. Yep. Um, yeah. And so I think that was a start of like, where did she go? And then I kind of put it away. And then I, and then later in my thirties, I kind of, okay, uh, this was, I just was opened up again. And I saw a medium on TV as Rosemary Altea, oh, Eagle in the Rose. And she was the one, it was like the spark jet. And then I just like, whoa, but I was already doing nursing. I was already studying um, healing touch. I had, I had become a massage therapist. I had been studying Reiki, you know, the traditional kind of healing there's different healing modalities so I had already been doing that so I was interested in healing and then um then I was a home care nurse and so when I started this journey of uh, mediumship then I all of a sudden I don't know I saw an article in the newspaper oh there's hospice and they have dogs and I love dogs and so I, they have dogs as therapy and I thought okay that's where I want to work and then and then it just started and my first ex- in that wonderful first hospice in Colorado Springs, Pikes Peak Hospice, um, and that was 1997. Uh, I was able to, I was so lucky, I was able to do shamanism with the patients. um, And they were so open to use alternative or complementary therapies in the holistic healing of a person who's dying. So I really, that was just a wonderful start to the hospice work for me. Mm, and um, then I just have developed it since. Now, when I started seeing angels and in, in, in departed loved ones and pets and ETs and, you know, the, you know, big angels, little angels, all different kinds of angels, <laughs> Mother Mary, Jesus, you know, St. Francis. Fairies. All, yeah, the fairies, the gnomes, <laughs> right? They, <laughs> um, that really was when uh, when I was doing energy work. And that's when they were coming more. But then, so then I was, I was kind of set into know what it feels like to have them come. Mm-hmm. Right. And so then with the hospice work, then I would just have things like, well, uh, I'd be knocking on a door, somebody's door. And, you know, just a spirit would be like tapping me on the shoulder. Like I remember in particular, this one man, um, I was getting ready to walk and she was, you know, in her eighties and she was, she was actively dying. She was already in a coma, but he came and he just like, so adamant, please let her know I'm here. I could hear him. And he showed me a bouquet of red flowers and he's and he, and so, you know, and that was the first time for me to meet the family. And you have to be very careful when you're saying, okay, I'm a medium and I do hospice. You know what I mean? You you know, it's not like, oh yeah, I'm going to give you my business card. You don't do that. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a, it's a very fine line, but um, I just felt so compelled because he was so strong oh. that um, I told them, I said, well, there's a man that brought red flowers to her. This is what I told the family. And they were so happy to hear this because it was her husband who they'd only been married three years. It was her third husband. They would both, both they met online. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think she was, in uh, Oregon, he was in California. He moved up there to get married, and it was her favorite husband. And he had on speed dial the florist, and every week she got red flowers. Oh, and I so love it! It was just you know, 
so special. So they, you know, it's comforting for the family to know. And then after she passed, which is just a couple of days later, so I'm, I'm tuning in to her and I see the two of them walking in a garden, holding hands, and they're just talking like catching up, like, like she's telling him what's been going on. Of course he already knows, but in her mind, I guess, I don't know. It's just like, they're just con- connecting again. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. I so love sweet. You're using your shamanism. You're using your mediumship. You're, you know, to be, to, and you have, it sounds like you've, you've studied a lot of modalities, oh. the Reiki. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Dominism. you have a lot to offer, you know, and just to hold space for these people, you know, um, m- you know, in their time of needing comfort. Um, and then, uh, can I just ask you, do you, do you still connect with people that you've helped in the past? Do you get to ask that question a lot? Uh, no, I don't get that asked a lot, but what's interesting today, I was in, um, a mentorship program. I'm in with, uh, Colin Bates. And so we were in, uh, we were working, I was with another medium, we were working and she brought through a hospice patient and which is actually doesn't come in very often. And and he was saying um, how appreciative he was of uh, the work that I had. I don't even really honestly barely remember him, but, but she, but he came, he was there. And 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 then my mom was there too. And, and what she said, and she's kind of like a party planner. So she helps me. I know she's always there. So she helps the party. You know, she is like the party planner here on earth, but she does it on the other side. You know, she helps organize. And um, she said, and he said together, they came in together that what I do or what anybody does here, really, it's important because you're, you're, you're like sending them off into a new world, the new adventure. And it's really important how they are sent off to the beginning of their new life. Mm. And so, you know, we, I believe we need to look at death as more of a celebration and, you know, and congratulations and they did it and they made it. And I know you guys believe that, um, but a lot of people don't, you know, especially in America, but maybe shows like this, will help people realize that it really is a celebration. And what we do here, sending them off is important as they go forward on their spiritual journey, you know, in the next, in the next adventure. Yeah. I, I love that you stated it was a little bit earlier in the beginning that it's a complimentary service. So mm-hmm. to me, I think, you know, the medical world, a lot of times, kind of pushes this stuff out, but why can't they all work together? Yes, I know. Music yeah. is also, you know, another thing that helps people transition, yes. you know, uh, certain tones, things like that, like all of it, there's, there's this whole, like they should all be working together to create that environment of peace and just the feeling totally supported as they're leaving this world. Absolutely, Kelly. So I think it's important to set that sacred space here. Yeah. And you're right. Music does it. There's certain music that's a little better. Harp music. There's a, you know, there's something called music anthology, which plays to the rhythm of the respirations oh, and it helps become, you know, move them into transition. Also, they say the simpler music is better, mm-hmm. like lullabies mm-hmm. or country music. But anyway, yes, all that 
Um, one of, you know, the I find that when you set the sacred space with intention, whether it's colors, mm-hmm. you know, you can use beautiful silk scarves. Uh, I, I always tell people I try to, I, I mean, if they'll listen to me, <laughs> turn off the TV, right? Maybe put a beautiful blanket or something over the TV if they have a TV in that room. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe use essential oils, flowers, those sorts of things really help set the stage. Can I tell you a funny story? Yeah. I was my best friend uh, died about five years ago and um, we were all with her and they moved her from the hospital to a hospice facility. Uh-huh. And I was trying to set the stage for her in her room and I had my essential oil sprays and I was spraying some around and I overdid it. Oh. <laughs> and everybody was like, what is, what's going on in here? <laughs> We had to like open up the doors and air her room out. And, um, you know, she was not quite aware, but I could hear her giggling in my head because I knew she was, she was in a coma at the time, but I kept feeling her spirit, you know, with me laughing Mm -hmm. at me because it's something I would do. Like I was just spraying it, you know, and everybody's like, don't spray your essential oils. And I was like, well, they're not looking, I'm spraying. (laughs) Like they'll never notice. (laughs) I so overdid it. It was so bad. And I just think. It was funny because I could hear her laughing at me, you know, in my head, like just like spirit, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny that when you open the doors and the windows, see, that gives the angels a place to come and go. It's easier, right? Nice. So maybe that's why you accidentally did it. Maybe, maybe. And the amazing thing was, and I love this, is that her hospice nurse walked in and I saw two spirits with her. Uh-huh. And I knew that that was her mother and grandmother. Yeah. And I started crying because it just got overwhelmed because I felt, okay, these people love, they're loving my friend. And they told me, you know, and so I asked her, I said, Is your, was your mom a hospice nurse and your grandmother? She's like, yes. And I was like, well, they're both with you. It was oh amazing, God. you know, and they were helping her and all of the, the um, their job over there in the spirit world was to help everyone transition in with you know, helping their daughter, the granddaughter and the daughter. Right. But they were on the other side, helping the people like, this is what you need to do here. I'm helping you along kind of like angels, you know? Yes. And that was like their mission. Nice. I'm getting chills as you're saying that as you're telling that story. I just felt a lot of love from them and around surrounding my friend. And it made me feel a lot of peace. Mm -hmm. So it is a beautiful thing to be a hospice nurse. I think that it's, 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 it's a gift that you're giving to mm-hmm. others, but it's also difficult, you know, for you, I imagine, mm-hmm. how do you deal with that? You know, that part of it? Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> well, you know, there's, you have to have limits. <laughs> you have to have boundaries. You have to have limits. Um, I, when I first started, I had no boundaries. I was working all the time. I brought my dogs to see the patients. You know, I remember when lady, she, she was in, basically in a coma, but I had a standard poodle that, oh, can I bring my dog to see her? And, and the lady woke up out of her coma. Oh, that's she just put her, we just put her hand on there and she woke up. So um, things like, so anyway, I was, you know, but then yeah. I, as time goes, you know, you have to realize you just can't live like that all the time. You can't, it's too much. Yes. So, and I still do hospice about one day a week. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I quit for a couple of years and I needed that break after so many years. And um, so I just started back about a year ago, just very little, partly because there's such a nursing shortage right now. Yeah. 
Very much so. And I also, I like working with the angels. I feel like, you know, when I go into a room, first it feels very sacred. You know, you can feel the angels and that's how often I will bring up the subject. If, if a family, you know, I, if I don't know the family, right. And I don't know where they are and their religious beliefs or anything, do they even believe in angels? And also, and I might just say, do you feel angels in here? Because I usually do. And then I'll see the lights, you know, the angel lights. Mm. And um, then they'll say, yes, oh, we do. And I can't, I, yes, I did. I didn't know what that was or whatever. And then, you know, it kind of oh. opens a conversation, but it's wonderful working in that, you know, Mother Mary too. She's often, she's like, to me, my right hand woman, mm-hmm. you know, I feel her on my right side a lot. Um, and I want to make sure that, she, you know, she's, she's invited into this conversation. <laughs> Always, right. <laughs> you know, because um, she, Anyway, um, she's very much present also when I, when I, and I just, it's just li- lovely being in that, even yeah. though it's drudgery sometimes, right? Cause some of it's not very fun and it's not beauty. The, the physical body is not beautiful when it is, it's dying. I mean, yeah, it's not, it's, it was very hard for me. Um, she passed shortly after my son. Oh, and it was my, my best friend of like almost 40 years, like since we were oh, children. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was really hard. I mean, it happened in the middle of the night. We were there day and night, but we'd go to our hotel rooms and somebody would stay at night and we'd have like turns, right? So of course the night I'm not there is the night she passed at like three in the morning, but I just got up and went right over there. I mean, I was probably there maybe 20 minutes after she passed mm-hmm. and it just like, I, I saw her and it wasn't her anymore. Yeah. Like it was just like, I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't her. Right. Yeah. And, and it was like the body was done. It was, you know, you could just, it was, it was weird. And I thought I'd be traumatized from seeing that because I was traumatized from my sons, mm-hmm. but I wasn't, I felt at peace because I could feel her surrounding me. And I'd already communicated with her before she had passed in this, in the little chapel that they had, I was meditating and she came the day before. And then the day before as well, right after that meditation, I went in and she'd been in a coma for four days and she opened her eyes and mouth. I love you and squeezed oh. my hands. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. The day before the day before that, you know, she had passed after I just meditated and saw her. Wow. So it was kind of like at that point I knew that was it. Like she was leaving any minute, like any time, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so Kim, can you uh, reassure our listeners and from your experience that no one dies alone. Is that mm-hmm. right? Like, you oh, know, that from your totally. experience as a hospice nurse, right? Cause you, you're oh, seeing yeah. their loved ones or their angels or the mother oh, yeah. Mary. Absolutely. Nobody dies alone. Never, never. It doesn't even matter what their belief system is. It doesn't matter if they're pushing away everybody, you know, or they had no friends on earth. Right. Cause sometimes that's what happens. Yeah, some you, people are, yeah. But there's always spirit there, always, and a- angels and departed loved ones. Um, and as I was just thinking about this the other day. I don't normally see guides, which is very interesting. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Maybe because guides are part of us, you know, our soul. And so maybe that's why I'm not seeing the, But I see the angels. I see animals. I see ET sometimes. I see, um, did I say pets already? The pets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they come and sit at the bed, on the bed, you know, um, I've seen a horse, I've seen hamster, I've even seen a goldfish <laughs> in the, like in spirit waiting. Wow. 
It's so sweet. And then, and, and then, uh, and adding to Kelly's um, statement that she made, because Kelly, you said you were connecting with your friend right away. Kim, is that where she passed? Even uh, is that what you've also experienced? Yes. Kim is connecting with people on right the other away. side is okay on the other oh. side. Right yeah. I, I mean, I, I know these, you know, you hear some people say, oh, you got to wait six months. I mean, no, I don't know what they're, where that's, that's coming yeah, from. I don't either. <laughs> that's, I think that's more for the, the us because some people are extremely emotional after their yeah. loss of their loved one. And it's not a good time for them to get a reading. Yeah. Right. But, I think, you know, you know, but not everybody's like that, but no. some people are, cause I've had some clients where it was like, you know what? They couldn't stop crying hysterically, and it's difficult to read for them because their emotions are so strong. And as yeah. an empath, you want to just reach out and hug them, not connect with spirit, you know? Yeah, right. And maybe that's what they need at that moment, you know, rather than a reading. Yeah, but, it's too hard on the, them, I think. Some, not everybody, but some. Yeah, and I, but no, for me, even when somebody's in a coma, I'm getting stories. I'm connecting. Yes. I, uh, I mean, I can – I mean, I remember one lady – uh, she was in a coma and I was just talking to the husband. I said, well, she's telling me this. I mean, I just kept feeling she's telling me these stories about their life and their dog. And I'm just repeating what she's saying. And he and he said, yes, 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 that's right. And then when she passed, I think it was like two days later, she was there still. I mean, I was still easy. And and so and I've been to deaths, you know, um, where the spirit that just died, well, I mean, I'm not even died. I mean, you don't even want to, you know, just transition, just left their body. They're just like you and I, yeah. you know, talking. I mean, it's so, no, it's easy to connect. I don't, I find I it easier. A, I have a very interesting question, Chris. I love this subject. Um, and 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 I, I know that this is like kind of a, a mood point, maybe with a lot of like people in our industry, a lot of mediums. Mm and healers and things. And I love that you, you have both modalities, right? Going on. What is your thought on somebody getting stuck between this world and that world Yeah, and not, and not being um, with their loved ones and, and being confused or lost about where they're at? Yes. Okay. Good question. Um, I think as a, the majority of people, no problem. They go, right. Mm-hmm. I have heard, I had, I have heard, and I had an experience with one lady, for instance, she had five grandchildren. She was really adamant. She didn't want to die. Mm-hmm. She, and, you know, and I think it depends again, we're preparing people as they, and this makes a difference on where and how they're going to adjust. And that's mm-hmm. why this is important. But so she didn't want to leave the grandkids. So she came to, I was in, I was meditating one day and she came to me and this is like two weeks after she died. And she said, Kim, I need your help. I haven't crossed over. Like, oh my gosh, really? <laughs> and so, so then I said, well, you know, I, I mean, I knew, I knew her well, and I knew she, and I saw her dad, her, so I knew her dad, cause I saw her dad behind her where she was like even a month before she died. Her dad was always on the back of her, you know, there with her and, but she didn't want to acknowledge that at all. But, but anyway, I said, well, you know, if you go get your angel wings, you'll be able to come back and be with your grandkids. And she said, oh, I mean, really, it was just that fast. She said, oh, okay. I mean, and then I saw two blue angels. They came behind her. They were about the size of her. They came behind her and they were, they were touching her bottom, kind of, you know, pushing her forward. They said, and I heard them in there, uh, just telepathically, I heard them say, hurry before she changes her mind. 
That's great. And then I was uh, in a circle, a mediumship circle. She came back and she said, she came back and another medium and I, and we saw her and she said, I, I have my angel wings. And I saw angel wings on her. Oh, is that nice? Beautiful. My, my son came to me right away and he was a blue angel mm. and a hoodie. <laughs> wearing a hoodie and he had these huge blue angel wings and he would wrap them around me in my meditation because he would come in my meditation and it was like I was being healed from top to bottom and then at night when he went to bed we did his life review together with us just me and him in the desert and I don't know why we were in the desert but we were in the desert and it was beautiful and then he would turn into a bird and fly off to the universe and say I'm free mom Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. Yeah. I, I just, I always get, I think, I don't know why I get so um, into this thing of like, uh, do they get stuck? Because I don't believe that we get stuck. Mm-hmm. I think, but I, I'm beginning to like wonder though, because some people have had these experiences. I've never experienced that with any spirit, but if yeah. anybody's ever going to get stuck, it's going to be my mom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's stubborn. She's, She's stubborn. She's, we don't know how she's still living. It's been for the last 15 years the, the doctors say it's a miracle. She should not be alive. Uh-huh. Congestive heart failure, COPD, cancer for 15 years. Uh, almost up until like two years ago before COVID, she had a collapsed lung two or three times a year. And they kept saying she wasn't going to make it through the night, but never gives up. She's bedridden, can't even walk. Oh. And yeah. she says she's afraid to die. Okay. And does yes. not want to go and does not want to leave. What can yeah. you help people who, who are afraid to die? Yeah. What, what do you tell yeah. them? How do you? I mean, I've tried with her telling her it's a beautiful place. Everybody's waiting for her. I know that she's had experiences over there because my mom's a medium. Mm-hmm. And she's got a little Alzheimer's, but she talks about going to the spirit world and going to see me. And I'll be in Seattle in some workshop and some medium is bringing my mom through. And my sister's like, mom says she was just with you. And I'm like, yeah, well, she was. She was in a reading. Wow. You, you know, so I know she's kind of in here and there, you know, but yeah. she won't die. Okay. And the most stubborn are like that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and ones who have the fear. So he's so, afraid. Yes. Yeah. You afraid. might ask the spirit world. Here's a couple options. Ask the spirit world to give her a, pre- a presentation of something that she can't resist. Mm. change the scenery maybe because if if there's one person or there's something it maybe it's chocolate cake on the spirit side maybe it is you know apple pie or whatever maybe it's a dog or something like that or a beautiful garden so something that really will entice her across you know and I think her fear is that she was not a good mom uh uh-huh she didn't did her best but she had mental illness uh-huh. And I think because of the mental illness, there's this huge fear that she's going to go to hell or she's going to mm-hmm. see people that yeah. she does not want to see because she never forgave them in life. Yes. And yes. because I think her fear of that is that they've been coming to visit her. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because they've come to see me and tell me to help her. Yep. And then when I tell her, she's like, I don't want to talk to that person. That's, you know? I've seen it. I had another lay. I had another lay similar, 804. Oh, my god! And she wouldn't die. And then she started to die and there was a man at the end of her bed. He was wearing a suit. And when they start wearing their formal clothes, I know it's time. I know it's within 24 hours when I've changed their casual clothes to their formal clothes. Mm -hmm. Um, And I saw him and he was a handsome man. And, and, and she said, 
I don't want to see him mm. because she was worried that, you know, she didn't, she wasn't nice to him on earth. Yeah. And so, so she came back, she was so close to dying. She came back and then, and there was also a big angel on at her head. But so the next time about two weeks later, when she started to die again, the man wasn't there, but mm. just the angel was. So I don't know if something like that, or you have yeah, a mind know. journey um, of forgiveness, a mind journey to um, let her go through the motions of forgiveness and, and like everything is forgiven. Yeah, I know okay. you've already probably done something. I've like tried some stuff. I think it's difficult um, for me um, now, especially, but uh, I, I've tried one minute to break. So okay. let me say this. We're going to go on a break in a minute. Mm-hmm. After the break, you know, um, oh my gosh, I just lost my thought. Am I, <laughs> I getting <know>. old? <laughs> <laughs> just- well, this is an amazing topic, everyone. You're listening. I know. <laughs> Seeing Beyond Living Transformed. We're talking about, uh, you know, near-death experiences. We're with Kim Copeland, a hospice nurse. Uh, you can always check out Kim's website on mediumkim.com. And we'll be right back after these messages to talk more with Kim Copeland. So stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Seeing Beyond, Living Transformed is a spiritual crossing of the threshold to the world of being a truly expanded human being. Join medium Cheryl and Kelly for conversations about discovering deep spirituality, developing your intuitive and empathic skills, and personal mediumship. Each episode will focus on tips, tools, and techniques to help you understand and expand your own inner gifts and life journey. You can call in each week to receive spiritual guidance, personal readings, and we'll answer your questions. We'll talk with luminary experts on meditations, the afterlife, energy healing, past lives, and much more. Join our Seeing Beyond spiritual community to learn more about expanding your mind, body, and soul. And have fun on your journey to empowered transformation. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're listening to Seeing Beyond, Living Transformed. You're listening to Seeing Beyond, Living Transformed with Kelly and Cheryl. 
If you have questions for the hosts or guests, you can join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now let's get back to the show. Here again are Cheryl and Kelly. And welcome back, everyone, to Seeing Beyond Living Transformed. I'd like to take a moment and thank all of you for watching us live, or you can listen to us on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Kelly and I want to encourage you to go to our website, seeingbeyondradio.com. You can sign up for our mailing list there and also watch this show live, as well as our Facebook pages. Uh, Today, we're talking to medium Kim Copeland, uh, and we are having a fabulous conversation. Uh, Kim, we were talking about the mind journey. So uh, if you could just tell us a little bit more about the mind journey uh, in the work that you do, uh, we'd appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. And it can be as simple or as complicated as you want. And I guess it would be kind of like a guided meditation for somebody who's in transition. Um, And so for me, I would just sit quietly next to them and maybe even whisper. It doesn't have to be real loud and just Walk them through when you find out what their favorite place was. Maybe it's the beach or some vacation or the Maui or whatever, you know, you take them back into time to a place that they loved and allow them to go there in their heart and to relax into that place where it's peaceful. And that, that kind of brings, you know, we can take our heart anywhere and find peace, hopefully, you know, and um, then from there, Open up to new possibilities, open up to new journeys ahead and be willing to let go of the old and to see a new. So part of the process of of leaving Earth is letting go of our attachments and reminding them that everything is okay. Everything's taken care of. Everybody's going to be okay. You list the people. Maybe they're going to be fine. And we're so excited for you on your new adventure. Um, and have a wonderful time. And you might even invite a a mode of transportation. For instance, it could be a train or a bus or a horse or a spaceship or whatever, a big boat, Um, something that they would resonate with. And invite that and just remind them that that boat is not going to be late. (laughs) It's going to be right on time. Your bags are packed. Yeah. Right on time, it's time to go. And in some people, if they if they come from a military background, mm-hmm. for instance, and I've had this happen, I have to put on a different kind of a voice, like <clears throat> it's time to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, more of a military type. So because they're gonna listen to that. That's Even awesome. If they're a hundred and they have an 80-year-old son, they say, Oh, well, he's not gonna be okay without me, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we have some great questions from uh, people on Facebook that, and, and that have been emailed to us. So I just wanted to ask you a couple of these because I think they're good questions. And um, let me just open up my screen here. So from Jennifer Santos, she says she's been wondering the questions. I've been wondering this question for a while. Why some people come through for us and others just don't. Do you, you mean as a medium, why some people come through and well, some don't? No, I think just as, as anybody, I get this question a lot from my own clients. She said, for example, oh. I lost an uncle in 2008 who was almost more like a brother and best friend. I feel he's come to me several times in my very vivid dreams, like I actually feel his embrace, but never has he came through in a reading. 
Some with my maternal grandparents, same with my maternal grandparents, his parents. I've had my mater- paternal grandparent father come through several times. And more recently, my grandmother, even my mom who passed in 2020, just came through in a reading I had last month, but never had my maternal grandparents come through. Just curious if you can help explain that more. Well, sure. You guys probably know this too, but for me, it's like, what's their talent? What's their Claire on the other side? We have our Claire's on this side. They have their, some some people are very clairsentient on the other side or, or clairvoyant. And so I think that's, they use, that's where their talent is. If he comes in through the dream, that's where he's talented. But I think she wants to know why the mediums don't always get them. And I think my, my answer would be like, they don't come through every, the medium maybe because they don't resonate with the mediums that she's chosen. Could be, could be. You know, I always say, you know, spirit chooses your medium, but sometimes, you know, people might go with a medium that someone told them, but it wasn't one they resonated with. Maybe Mm -hmm. it wasn't the right medium for them or I don't know. There's lots of things. There's a lot of things. Yeah, I think that's a difficult question to answer. And, and I have to say this too. My my son came through right away, but my do- when my best friend passed, she didn't come through right away. I mean, I saw her before she passed and I saw her, I felt her right after she passed, but then that was it. I, I didn't get dreams with her. I didn't get anything. And I was really distraught and very upset about it. And I know that my grief got in the way. It took about a year. So mm-hmm. I, I know she's been waiting a long time, but I don't know, maybe it's, um, her trauma traumatic to um, the fact that she lost them and misses them still, maybe, I don't know. Well, I would, I, you know, I feel like that would put blame on the sitter. And yeah, I don't, and I don't want to yeah, do that either, right. but yeah. trying to explain it in a way, like, I think it's a combination of many things, yeah. but I do think yeah. that our own grief interferes. That can but just I mean, like some people are good at doing the electricity, right? And yeah. some people don't, right? And it That's seems right. like more men are better at electricity than women. I don't know why. Why is that? My grandmother yeah. doesn't almost never come through. And she, we were very close, but everybody else in the world does. So yeah. I think it's what they're comfortable with too. So we don't, it's nothing to blame. No, I, I just wonder, you know, and then there's a theory. And I don't know if I believe this or not. That sometimes, because I believe that our loved ones wait for us, uh-huh. but I, I, I'm kind of a little bit open to this theory that sometimes, very rarely, somebody might choose to be reborn right again, again right away. Mm-hmm. But I wonder, you know, about that, because I know that in my past life, I remember dying, I was 22, um, and I was immediately in the spirit world, watching my mom give birth to all of my, into my first, her first child. And watched all my siblings being born and chose to be born 13 years later. Wow. So I didn't wait for my family. And I wonder why. I don't know why I remember all of that. Yeah. Uh, well, I have a little different take on it. Yeah. But I The way I feel is we have this big oversoul that has multiple spirits. Yes. And, so, and we can be living at the same time, right? Yeah. I yeah. think that too. So I have a lot of different beliefs. It's yeah, it gets yeah. a little confusing, but I'm not sure which is right. But we have more questions, you guys. I'd love to ask. Yeah. Because I, can more... I just share something, though? Yeah. Okay, because I think what I want to, I think it's important that people are in the situation where they have a loved one transitioning. Mm-hmm. I want to just let everybody know that they have the option to have a shared near-death awareness. So, and that would be as simple as 
It could be just sitting close to somebody and being in the quiet and allowing your consciousness, your awareness, your heart to flow with that person who's dying to be with them where they are. And that can, you can get a touch of heaven as well. Cause you know, people, yeah, you know, I, do. People, I love that people ask that they go, they, Kim, I'm sure you get that asked a lot. Like, what can I do to help comfort my loved one? Who's transitioning? Like, what's my role in this? What can I do? I like, I, do I pray for them? Do I, you know, so is that what you're suggesting, right? They sit by their side, they comfort them. They, they be present with them, right? They, they breathe with them even, you know, just sit yeah. and hold space. That's, That's right. Feeling. Holding space may or may not touch because sometimes touch can be very sensitive. Mm. So you have to see how they react to touch, but um, you can always touch above the field. Mm -hmm. You can always clear the energy. You can hold the bottoms of their feet because that gives them a grounding spot. You know, so when we're ready to fly, we have to have something to jump from. And so if you hold the bottoms of their feet and they, because them like a, Oh, they can jump. You make sense? A springboard, a diamond. Yeah, a springboard. That's <laughs> yeah. right. So um, there's, so yeah, quiet, being, being in the stillness. But I, there was, I'll just share a story. One time I was at, a, at a, a death visit and it was a priest who had died. And um, as I'm talking to the family, I'm at the end of the room, right? Away from him. And they're telling me the story about his life a little bit, you know, that he was well-loved and all this. And so... And it was his niece and her husband. And as I get closer into his energy field within three feet, then I have walked in to another world. It was just the, so the closeness here in that field, then I could see flowers all around him. I could hear the music. Mm. I could, um, I saw outside at the top of his head, I saw green vines and of each green vine or, you know, little leaf was a priest instead of a leaf. And there was like too many to count. And so what, so when I saw this, I thought, oh, wow, I just stepped through into his world. And I said to the family, I just imagine he's surrounded by roses. And the, the nephew said, I smell the flowers. <sighs> so you see that it was like, they were getting it too. And then I said, I think I'm hearing organ music. And then, the, then you know, Nisa, well, that was his favorite music was the organ. And then, so, you know, it's just so nice to have that confirmation. But then when I stepped away from him, I was like out of that field. So I think it's interesting. Very sacred. It's a very sacred time in, in, in their life and your life and the family's life. It really is something to honor, you know, to have great reverence or respect for, because, um, you know, uh, like you said, I, I do believe that there's the, when they're crossing over or, or, or weeks before even, or weeks after they've transitioned, I feel that field is still very open, you know, and you and I are, or, you know, our loved ones, we're very emotional, the ones that are here, because we, like you said, we had that shared death experience or what did you call it? A shared, shared uh, near death awareness, near death awareness. I love it. I love it. I love that name, a shared near death awareness where your love for them opens you up to, you know, uh, maybe elevate your, I don't know, your awareness, your vibration, your love where yeah. it's even stronger, you know, or it's even um, more deeply felt, more sensitive. Yes. I love it's it. Definitely a time to go within if you allow yourself. Ah, I love yeah. it. So, <laughs> ladies in the comments here um, on the chat, I posted okay. questions. Great. On Facebook because Brianna sent them to me. 
Okay, so if you guys, thank you. If we want to look through and answer any of them, that'd be great. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if you, um, I, I think there was a little confusion. Um, Vivian said they have Claire's on the other side. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you want to clarify that. I know what you meant, but I mean, it did get, it did sound a little like that, but maybe they do. But I mean, I don't think we'd call them Claire's on the other side, right? right. I don't think you call them Claire's. Well, maybe you do. I don't know. But I guess what I mean is, um, you know how some people are come in with feelings. That's how they come through. Mm-hmm. But as a medium, we feel their feelings and they're really good at feeling, give showing us their feelings. Some spirits come through and they show us a lot of visual. So that's what I mean. They just seem to be better at certain things I've noticed. So when I get one that shows me more pictures, I know that they were creative. Uh huh. Um, yeah. And then when I get one where my I'm getting a billion thoughts in my head at once, I know they were had a high IQ. Uh huh. These are like my clues because their brain just never stops, right? Yeah. And when I get one that's very emotional, I know they were very strong and very sensitive and empathic, mm-hmm. you know? And if I get one that has all three, then I'm like, oh, my gosh, the spirit's amazing, <laughs> like, uh-huh. right? Because it's sort of like that's how they would have been in life is my clue. Right, right. And they're shy. They, they, if they were shy in life, then they're a little shy, maybe coming through in the beginning. Or if they were very loud and boisterous and extrovert, you know, they come knocking down the barn door, so to speak. Or, uh, yeah. yes, so they're very much uh, the personality and the the soul survival, right, is still yeah intact, yeah. The, the mind, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, I love it. Here's another great question. And I think we may have answered this, but maybe she uh, missed this part. Sherry says, can you pass over and then come back to visit right away? Yes, absolutely. It's amazing. They do. Yes. I mean, I I think I've knocked on doors, you know, to do a condolence visit. And there's this, there's a spirit sitting in the chair, (laughs) you know, out. Yeah. They're very close. But first three months, especially they seem to be the, at least my experience. Yes. Very active. Right very active to be nearby. Yes. I love Um, that. Can I ask him um, your work as a medium now? So, so, so you're, you've taken all this experience, you're still a hospice nurse and we want to thank you again for that and being a nurse. So, and, and, and a medium too, because you're helping to heal people and you really do can connect with, with, with the spirit world and mother Mary and the angels and animals and guides. So can you tell us, so in your work as a medium, are you seeing people in person right now do they are you doing phone readings or zoom like what is your life as a medium where where are you how can people connect with you oh yeah i usually do the zoom readings zoom I mean, okay. sometimes phone but most of the time zoom okay. yeah good, so good. um and i would say the the i have a lot of people who connect who you know ask for me because maybe of my hospice experience mm-hmm. um or just for whatever i don't know they just find me somehow <laughs> Spirit, spirit led them your way, right? Well, why don't you tell everybody how they could reach you? Okay. So I do have a website, mediumkim.com. And I also have a YouTube channel. And I do, on my YouTube channel, I do a variety of things. Sometimes I do guided meditations. I will talk about hospice sometimes. I will also talk about mediumship or intuition. Uh, So I do kind of a variety. Um, I also love to do color readings. Mm-hmm. I, I, for color is uh, really important to me. I do aura graphs. I draw um, mm-hmm. the auras. 
And, um, you know, and I, when I do that, then I feel into those colors, right. Even though orange doesn't mean the same for every person, but I feel into that, you know, and get the story around that. So I do that as well. And, um, on Tuesdays I have a, what's called healings and readings. Uh, it's a live on Tuesday afternoon. Um, and I, and people it's on YouTube and then they'll, um, have just little, I do little mini readings and um, people ask about the colors or healing. So it's kind of a combination. I, I'm thinking I might need to separate the uh, healings and readings on different times, but mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what, what I'm doing right now. Oh, I um, love that. And, and and I love that you use colors because colors just like sound are also healing, aren't they? <laughs> yes, I, uh, absolutely. I mean, um, I've started, you know, talking about mind journeys. I sometimes in my readings, I'll take people on a mind journey mm. during the reading for healing or for uh, whatever. And um, sometimes we, I will say, sometimes we do little unusual things. We might go off planet, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, like to a different planet. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what time? I'm, I'm, I'm coming. Uh, we're coming. Uh, what time is your YouTube? Uh, every Tuesday, you said yeah. on five fifteen. Five fifteen. Uh, uh, Central. Central. Okay, Central, so it's yeah. like okay, so okay. It's like four fifteen our time, isn't it? Or is I think it would be three fifteen. Three fifteen. Okay, got it. And it yeah. and your your YouTube channel is Medium Kim, which is one word, right? Uh, right. Medium for YouTube, everyone, and. Uh, uh, I I'm, I so appreciate you sharing that live. I mean, it sounds like a fun, fun it meditation that you do. And <laughs> Kelly, we have to go. We know? have to go. Let's put on our calendar. I want to go. Mm-hmm. We're going to join. Well, I don't do the mind journeys on that that live, but I do the mind journeys more when I'm one-on-one. Oh, well, I need scary. to book a reading with you. Oh, okay. Well, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. Go and I'm going to be going to, I'm, you know, I'm a little bit... Um, you know, I'm a little, have a lot of different interests and I love um, it. I'm yeah. going to be going to Mount Shasta soon. Oh, you that's are. not far from me. Let me well, move in. I think that's like a three hour drive. Okay. Also, I'll let you know. I mean, like this month, I'm going this month. I love, I've, I've been one time and I've been wanting to go back ever since we only drove through. I never got to visit. I have a friend who just moved there from South Carolina and we're going to go up to the mountain and meditate. Oh. And um, we have a lot of meditation activity. So, uh, well, Kelly, you're welcome. I will come drive up for the day or the night and just come visit you and get a hotel. Yeah. And, and, and maybe meditate with you guys in the mountain. Yes. I love that. It's beautiful Very there. Healing. Very yes. healing. Healing, right. Healing and, you know, high vibrations. And you never know who you're going to meet. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. So true. Maybe we'll connect to some aliens out there. <laughs> I know. Well, the Lemurians, you know, there's a whole thing about the Lemurians. I, yes. Is yes there. I'll bring my Lemurian crystals with me. I have a Lemurian crystal too. I have a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> so Vivian asked another question, which is a really good question. And I think a lot of people, you know, um, this happens. I get this from a lot of my clients and I'm sure you do, Kim. What about those who feel a lot of guilt because they weren't there? Mm-hmm. At the mm-hmm. moment of passing, it's a good question. Yeah. Do you want to answer that, Kim? I mean, sure. I, I mean, I would answer, but I'd love to hear well, yours. Yeah, and I'm sure we're all in agreement on this. Um, it's just the way that they wanted it normally, right? Because I, I think we plan it. I mean, the person in transition, they know, even though they're in a coma, they know what's going on. 
just because their body's smaller, their spirit's bigger. They have their, their spiritual eyes open, their spiritual ears open. Uh, they know who's there, who's not there. And are they comfortable going? Sometimes they don't want to leave. They, it's too heartbreaking to leave a family holding their hand. Yeah, it's hard. Certainly. It's hard. So Certainly. I think they go uh, when it's right for them. And then, yeah, there's no guilt. And it's, uh, and it's actually, you always just think it's perfect the way it turned out. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. And I always say, you know, a lot of times just because you weren't there with them and physically, you were there with them emotionally and you yes. were connected. They come to visit you. Yes. You know? Yes. I love so, that too. And I, course. yeah. Go and ahead. we've heard, and we've heard that, you know, sometimes our loved ones may pass away by themselves because it's, is it their choice or they felt more comfortable? Like, you know, you've heard stories about as soon as I left the room or as soon as oh, I yeah, said goodbye and I went, home, they passed. And I always wonder, but that some, do you think that Kim, maybe that they wanted, they felt more comfortable or they, it was yeah. just the right time for them. I know. Mm-hmm. I think they, they planned it that way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes families to leave to, I say, go take a coffee break. Tell them, say, I'm going to be back in 10 minutes. We're going to go get coffee or whatever. We're going to get dinner. And so that gives them an opportunity. You don't want to be there 24 seven because give them some time alone. Right. They want some peace. Yes. So we have about two minutes left. Mm. It's been amazing talking to you, Kim. I I love talking to you. I love everything you've said today. And uh, I appreciate all that you do, you know, as a hospice nurse, as a medium, as a healer, as everything, right? It's amazing. And um, I want to remind people how to get in touch with you, mediumkim.com. Easy, very simple. (laughs) And I also want to remind everybody next week, Cheryl and I are going on the show, no guest, and we're just going to be focused on our listeners. We will be doing readings, uh, taking calls, the whole show. So make sure not to miss next week. And any questions that we didn't get to in the past, we're going to try to answer next week. So if you email those questions and we have not answered them, please show up next week because we're going to try to go through and answer all those questions too. So uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you everybody for watching. And thank you all, you you two lovely ladies for allowing me to share with you. Beautiful. Uh, It's been our joy to have you, Kim. I mean, uh, we feel like we've been touched by an angel today. (laughs) Program. Thank you for blessing us with your knowledge and expertise. Uh, and sharing your your life with us. It's, it's truly been a blessing. And uh, really, just for everyone, uh, please join us again. You can watch this replay or this recording on Voice America or on seeingbeyondradio.com. Come on down to seeingbeyondradio.com and join our mailing list and be part of the Seeing Beyond community. We'd love to have you there. So thank you, everyone, again. Have a blessed day. Uh, thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's show. We hope you'll join us again on the journey to seeing beyond next week. Until then, have fun on your journey of empowered transformation.
thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views.